We, uh... This one met expectations. At least my expectations. Why aren't you saying hello? Hi, I'm Christian. I'm Colby. We're the Cellar Dwellers. Yeah, we gotta greet the audience first. Hello. We're being polite. Did you want me to harmonize? Yes, please. Hello, hello. 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 Beautiful. Hi, we're the Cellar Dwellers. Today, uh, as we said, during the spooky season, we are uh, doing some fun flicks, and we did uh, one that we had not seen called Homesick. Sometimes it's nice to to watch a movie that neither of us have seen before and really knew nothing about going into. It's and pretty it rare. Also, knew nothing about half because we didn't want to and half because it is... Uh, uh, there's not a lot of information about this it's movie out there. It's apparently a mystery movie. Yeah. Uh, IMDb literally doesn't have any information other than the year and the cast. Uh, yeah. I didn't know it. I don't think I've seen a movie with, like, no trivia. Like, no, well, I've seen it before for, like... Like, small, very small. Well, I guess. I mean, this is a very small movie, but it has... The the people involved are either of, of a certain note already or have mm-hmm. gone on to become... Uh, rather prominent, hence yeah. Adam Wingard, the director, who after this uh, went on to do the VHS series with. Uh, well, he did the first two. He's he was a big part of of for a couple of years. There's a lot of horror anthologies. Yeah, and VHS he, was kind of the first one. He uh, kind of popped in and out with that. He was in both the first two VHS movies, but he your next segment. came out before VHS. Oh, that is true. And your next is genuinely an awesome. And movie. I remember seeing that in theaters. Same, and I had it was another that I had no idea about. Same year or uh, the year prior was Cabin in the Woods, and then the next year was your next. And those are both very meta horror movies. Yeah, and they were both awesome. I do, I do really <laughs> enjoy both of them. Um, and then he was he had, well, okay. Remind me, you you know more about the ABCs of Death than I do. I can't recall. No, I do recall his segment. It was him. Q, Q for Quack. Yeah, it was him and uh, the writer Simon Barrett who writes most of the scripts, the original scripts that he directs. Mm-hmm. So Simon Barrett wrote the guest. Gotcha. Uh, wrote your next. And wrote this segment for ABCs of Death as well as the VHS stuff and the Blair Witch movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Q for Quack is they're trying to make a movie for this, and I think it's them trying to like be like, all right, we got to actually kill this duck on screen. But then it just ends up. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and then they end up killing themselves oh, on accident. Dude, that and one the duck is, lives. That one is. It's awesome. So so good. Yeah. The 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 ABCs of Death movies one and two. I prefer one. But they're both awesome and highly recommended. I agree. I think movies like that, more movies like that. We, well, exist. we both love anthologies yes. as well. Yes, short, um, short media and short stories. It's like, awesome. We had a conversation before we even started recording this. Like those are short things are our favorite. It's, it's so good. It's so good. So contained. Yes. Wonderful. Leaves it open. Well, if it's well done, it can leave it open. It can. It's it's just fantastic. So yeah, he had a hand in a good um, two year stretch with. VHS and ABCs of Death in the same year, and then VHS 2 the next year in 2013. Following that with The Guest, which is awesome. I need to rewatch The Guest because I loved that movie when I first saw Dan it. Dan Stevens. Uh, what's first her time, name? First time I saw him. Uh, first time I was like conscious of him. I believe he's a Downton Abbey dude, right? It's so surprising because he yeah. is intimidating in this movie. And then from there on, we've seen him in similar roles, he's, intimidating roles. He's done so many things since this. Like, um, who but, would, what is her name? Micah, um, Micah Monroe. Thank you, yeah, from It Follows. So good. And I had seen this um, prior to It Follows. Or no, It Follows came out 2013. Mm-hmm. So I saw It Follows first. There you go. That solves that. Um, and then in 2016, I, we've talked about Blair Witch before. <clears throat> yeah, I um, love it. The, the original is like one of my classic. all-time favorite yeah. movies ever. It's, it, fin- it's, it's, it's so it's good. It's absolutely classic. So and the, the all the marketing kind of leading up to this one, I think, is really interesting. Where it was for the Adam Wingard one, yeah, yeah. Where, where it was marketed as this horror movie called The Woods, which looked awesome. It looked I great. Was all about we, it. We were very excited about it. And then at the I guess premiere, Blair Witch. It, it all, all the marketing material was changed, mm-hmm. like mid premiere, I guess, and it was changed to a Blair Witch sequel. Sequel, which like a 
legit canon, canon sequel. Yeah, like the second Blair Witch, uh, Blair Witch Book of Shadows no longer exists. It ne- uh, it never existed. Honestly, dude, I I'm not like a defender of that movie, but I I enjoy it more than most people. It was on Sci-Fi like all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, back when sci-fi was terrible. No, back when sci-fi was tight. When they always showed like the the Python versus alligator movies and shit like that. Always. Oh, I loved that shit. <laughs> but I I think I liked the Blair Witch movie. I, I did. To I've seen it. it a few times, as I've said, uh, and I think cr- keep me honest here, but I believe I said last time that uh, each time I watched it, I thought it worked less, but I appreciated it more because sure. it was just kind of balls to the wall. Uh, he just kind of throwing everything in there. And the creature design at the end, spoiler, whatever, is fucking dope. You very don't see cool. it very much, but what you see is so well done. And it feels like a fucking... It's Resident Evil 6. The <laughs> first person video game is the ending of that movie. And it's awesome. It's really you never beat, You never beat that video game. No, because it, uh, it gave me motion sickness. <laughs> I felt really nauseous when I was playing it. And I wasn't even playing the VR version. I was playing just the controller you version. You would pass out, I think, if you did the VR version. Dude, I can't do VR. It, like, it genuinely, I, like, lose my mind. I've never tried it. I don't like it. Um, but continuing in his in his filmography, I don't think either of us ever saw Death Note, his, his adaptation. I have no interest. And I was never a fan of the source material. I'm not a, a anime manga guy. Um, but... I would consider myself a bit of an anime. I, I enjoy anime, and I've seen Death Note. I really enjoyed it. But I've heard the series is awesome, and it, Hannah really likes it. I think it's a little bit overrated, but it is it, it is a really good and interesting series. My buddy tapped out after they killed off his favorite character. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. It, th- there are some downfalls, for sure. But with the movie adaptation, I just wasn't interested. I was initially interested because it was Wingard and Willem Dafoe doing the voice of the... The cast is also very the good. The Death Note dude, the spirit... Or, I don't know anything about it, so the spirit thing. Yeah. Um... And Lakeith Stanfield, like the cast so much. is good. I, I think, but I think then the reviews were it's just, just god awful. It's just a tough thing to adapt. Yeah, which it seems like that's kind of what he's doing a lot of lately. Yeah, uh, his next flick. Um, well, he's doing the Godzilla vs Kong movie. Yes, his next flick is the Godzilla vs Kong so, movie. So which I guess technically a remake. I'm very interested in. I still haven't seen. Um, uh, King of the Monsters, Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's pretty good. I, I know I'll have a lot of fun with it. I saw the first Godzilla, I wasn't crazy about it. I heard that one's a lot more fun. I really had a good time with Kong Skull Island. Um, and uh, uh, this new one, I'm, I'm going to see, because it's, sure. it's a versus monster movie. And judging by the actual like monster stuff that was in the last Godzilla movie, it was really good, but then all the human stuff. All the human, yeah, that's what I like, heard. I, don't, I, I, I can't care about any of these characters yeah. at all. So, so I'm excited to see how, how he kind of gets there. But then the most recent thing that he is, is working on... In development is the I Saw the Devil remake, which... Like, I Saw the Devil is on our list. An absolute classic, like, Korean one of my crime. One of my top five movies of all time. Revenge. Very oh dark. God. Very violent. It's incredible. I saw that in theaters at Midtown Arts. Man, I wish I could have seen that in theaters. That was seriously like the best experience I think I've ever had in the theater. Because I knew nothing about that movie. I went with some weird-ass kid that I went to college with. Who I, I remember his name, but I'm not going to name drop him. Good. Uh, strange dude. Um, but I went with him because he wanted to see it. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. We're, we're in class together. I was like, what the fuck? When I walked out. I was like, what? What? Yeah, going into that movie blind, completely blind, would be an incredible. Experience. Became an instant favorite, yeah. and then like I found reviews for it, and they're like, "This is savage. This is bad. Like this is too evil." And you're like, "Wait, should I feel guilty about how much I love this?" Dude, I love it so much. And at that point, we've we've progressed far enough to where there's no guilt exists for us anymore. Exactly. But all that to say, I really love this movie, and Adam Wingard. I, I trust. I, I'm curious. I should say. With what you're going to do with this, but man. We're going to see it either way. Spike Lee's old boy was trash. Didn't see it. I can't. I can't. Let, I, can't th- I can't let myself see it. I can't think of a remake like... I can think of a couple. Anyway. And then he also is potentially doing event, an Event Horizon remake. Which could be cool because you can make that nuts. Yeah. That movie... I saw the devil's just so... Uh, uh. Yeah. I saw the devil was already really good. Event Horizon could have been better. Could have so. been better. You just love Sam Neill. Always. Always. Sam Neill's my man. He's the best. So, yeah, that brings us all the way back to the beginning with his very first film, 
in 2007. We couldn't even find a budget for it. I'm going to assume it was like $1,000. <laughs> and uh, 700 of that went to Bill Mosley. Yeah. Uh, for his... For his flight. His one hour of shooting. Yeah, for his flight. So, uh, Homesick is... Let's let's really try our best with this. This is a hard one. <clears throat> this is so hard. Let's start off by saying... Uh, generally enjoyed it. I think so, yeah. I, I, I had a great time. Uh, it, <laughs> a lot of laughter. Um, I think intentional, but not to the extent that we laugh. It's... It's a schlocky movie. They definitely know that it's not being well done yeah. in certain aspects. So certain aspects are well done. It doesn't take itself seriously. At all. Which not we, which, an ounce of seriousness. Which adds to the enjoyment for yes. us. Like, it, it, it makes it an easier watch, for yeah. sure. Everything, every performance is overblown. Uh, all Mo- the dialogue. Most of the performances are bad. <laughs> there is genuinely two, only... I would say two that I enjoyed, and we'll get to those. Okay. Well, there's one great one. Yes, of course. Um, so the whole setup is there is this guy. Okay, wait. It opens with the with the the prostitutes of the hotel. It starts off with <laughs> two two naked women, topless women making, making out, out on in a, a bed hotel bed with it, this skeezy looking dude just smoking cigarettes. And when I say skeezy, not like an old man, like a twenty five year old, eyes sunken in, like every, long hair. Everybody in this movie looks skeezy, except for two people. Mostly everybody. Yeah, uh, Claire and Mosley. Yes. So, uh, so he starts off on a very bold uh, choice. Well, yeah. Like, I, think I, I think it's, I was like, oh, okay. Like when it started, I was like, all right, we're just going to do this. This is uh, yeah, a little bit more than I would have guessed, but yeah, a little gratuitous for sure. Um, but then the di- <laughs> then the dialogue kicks in. The dialogue is is absolutely <laughs> nonsensical most of the time in this movie. Did you write down any lines at all? Per chance? Uh, a couple. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the first line I wrote down was, uh, during this this opening scene in this hotel room, one of the aforementioned ladies leaves the room uh, with the guy, the creepy guy, and another one of, of I guess, their, their uh, prostitutes. But <laughs> the guy asks if uh, he can pee in her mouth. Mm-hmm. She says no, thankfully. Yeah. And then he follows that up with, do you want to pee in my mouth? And then she also says no. And then the line that he says after that is, to each his own. <laughs> and well, the, com- the best part before he says to each his own is her being like, that's the exact same thing. And he goes, what? No. It's actually the exact opposite thing. And while I'm still not doing it, to each their own, I'm going to go get cigarettes. And then when I get back, we're going to do some different kind of stuff. That's right. The whole the whole sequence really just sets us up for a, like a, a bonkers bonkers movie. Yeah, and then he goes to the, like the convenience store and is just not breaking eye contact with the cashier, and there it's the I don't even <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's about such a it. bizarre movie because it's like the dialogue doesn't really matter. It's most of the time they take forever yeah. to say what they're trying to say. I think to pad the running time. This yes. is 89 minutes long. So an hour and 29 minutes. And a lot of the shots are way too long. Way too... You, this should have been a 70 minute movie. Yes. yes. Well, and, and we're giving it, cutting it some slack. This is his yeah. very, very first, first feature, feature movie. So, we, so we're, we're trying to be a little bit more... Generous. Generous in our critiques about it. Because we understand. And, we, and like we said, we genuinely uh, had fun with it. Def- definitely. So <laughs> pretty early in the movie, we the, the gentleman that you were mentioning... Uh, gets we get the first kill early yeah. on. We should say we we're, we get we get gifted with. So he goes to get his smokes. Uh, the cashier and him have a really weird scene that's made us laugh pretty hard. He gets back to the motel and uh, goes into the bathroom, and there's just guts and blood all over the floor. Kind of unexplained, I would say. We're led to assume it was one or both of the ladies, but yeah. it's just it's just like viscera everywhere. It's disgusting. There's a lot of guts in this movie. <clears throat> a lot. And from there, he... What was his death? He gets a knife shoved through, through his neck. Through the, no, no, no. No, yeah. Through the back of his skull. Out, out his mouth. Out his mouth 
through the front of his teeth. Also. Yeah, it like it goes through his like top teeth. It's like very specific in how it comes out of his mouth, which I very much appreciated. Yeah, and then he crawls into the bathtub and just dies. Hey man, he thought he needed some. You went. Hey man, I just gotta take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you know. When you know, it's oh shoot, man, I got blood all over me. I gotta oh, take a shower. I gotta get all this blood off me. And that was uh, a false start. We learned. Yeah, that was like. Three minutes into the movie. Three minutes which into is the movie, great. and then we, the credits hit, yeah. which, look, Colby got very excited by oh, the yeah. credits. This is like, okay, we also, before we get to the credits, we also, immediately as the movie started, we mentioned that uh, Saw editing. Oh, oh, first thing. was just like, very first thing. when was this made? Because this is Saw editing in 2007. So it was right Saw was still in that huge. era. And yeah. it's obvious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got over that pretty quickly. But Twisted then... pictures. <laughs> That's my song for this episode. I'll accept that as All your right. submission. Okay, I'll judge it at the end. So remember it because you got re- to remember it by the end. Um, I added a little flair. But the, yeah, once the the kind of opening credits start, we're given like a very comic booky uh, art style. Even the the lettering on the the credits itself is like like it's like a mix of like like mall rats and like the Daredevil movie type shit. Yeah, you can definitely tell that it's. A, of this era, yeah. and B, that Adam Wingard is a fan. I think really likes comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That which, would make sense. Which, as, as a fellow fan of, of, the, of the medium, I appreciate that. Uh, the music, though, is pretty solid throughout the movie. I only really remember one bit of the music. I was listening for it, though, okay. because uh, it's by Zombie, Z-O-M-B-I, and though I cannot find it credited to them anywhere outside of the credits of the film online... Uncredited, um, apparently. Uncredited, apparently. <laughs> I am assuming it's the same band. And there's some cool bass licks and some... Uh, like, they tour with Goblin, who did, like, a bunch of Argento oh, movies. Oh, yeah, Goblin. Oh, I yeah, Goblin. Goblin. Oh, yeah. Did they play at Eddie's Attic the other day? <laughs> <laughs> Is Eddie's Attic open? I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a deep Atlanta cut reference. Deep cut. Sorry for, sorry for those of you in the UK. Uh, but Zombie is, like, I don't know. Among, among, among fans of, like, Goblin and shit, Zombie, I believe, is known... And so they did the music, and there was some cool stuff, and the music accompanying the opening credits set the tone pretty well. The music was surprising for a movie with no budget. No budget, except for Bill Mosley, who, segue, is the best. Is the best. And uh, he's only in the opening. After So after this this kind of false start that we get, uh, really the, the story begins at a party. Mm-hmm. There's just a party at some dude's house. Uh, we're introduced to these individual Tim. characters. Tim's house, that's right. Um, and so we meet five characters. <clears throat> Let me see. All the names suck. I hate every name. We're getting a lot of bad names. In we got movies. Tim, uh, whose house it is, and he speaks the strangest out of all of them. The funniest. He Colby laughed, I think, every time he spoke. Tim is a character. Let me, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, there is Robert, who's just a boy. He's just a young, sunken-eyed boy. Always wearing a tie and a vest? Uh, yeah, he also works at a funeral home with Mark. I hate Mark. Mark is the worst. Mark, Mark keeps dropping a northern accent, like Jersey, northern New York whatever, accent. Whatever accent he's doing... Is terrible. You could do better. I know. And that is saying something. It's literally the only thing that I can do is like a northern type <laughs> accent. Um, and then we've got Claire, who's the only one, aside from Bill Mosley, who doesn't have eyes sunken... All the way into the back. Everybody of looks like raccoons in this movie. Most most everybody. And then Candace? Is that the... Uh, Tiffany Sheppis? Tiffany Sheppis. Is her name Candace? Oh, we should probably look. I don't know. Candace. Nice. It's Candace. So, uh, and then we got Candace. So, Mark, Claire, and Robert all show up together to Tim's house. Where Tim, Candace... No, okay, so what's-his-face was there? Devin? Devin was there. Okay. Because there were three people when they showed up. So Devin was there. So they show up to Tim, Devin, and Candace, who are all drinking and strung out on cocaine. We know it's cocaine because they say it a lot in the movie. They didn't have to guess this time. Yes, despite our lack of drug knowledge, uh, there's a lot of cocaine in this movie. A lot, and they say, quote, coked out. Yes. A lot, so we put two and two together. Maybe that's why everybody looks like a raccoon. 
I think that's 100% why everybody looks like a raccoon. Coke makes you do some weird things in Appar- this movie. According to this movie. Let me tell you. So, at this party, they're just hanging. Everybody kind of sucks. <laughs> Claire goes inside and immediately goes back outside. Also, I would like to point out that when she's introduced, if you get your hands on this movie, it's not easy to find. No. Um, I bought it. I bought the DVD from Amazon, and it wasn't. It was like a normal price for a movie. <laughs> it wasn't like cheap. But if you happen to get a hold of this somehow and check it out, uh, during the scene where Claire is introduced, please let us know if you also notice that she's potentially smoking two cigarettes at the same time. I think she's definitely smoking two cigarettes. Like, she doesn't do it any other time than this opening. She's got two in, two between two fingers. Yes. Which is pretty cool. But one is definitely lit. I don't know if they're both lit, but there are two cigarettes in her fingers. As the former smoker of us, you should... I've never done... I've done that once as a goof, and it immediately, like, made me want to throw up. <laughs> like, no. I Like, no. Nobody does that. Just Claire. Just Claire, apparently. So they go in. Claire doesn't like it. She immediately walks out. Mark is like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take you for a coffee or a drink or something. A drink. That was... The- <laughs> <laughs> that was the best meet-cute of any movie. Oh my God, he's such a chode. Mark is the... Worst the worst person. We said uh, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. From the room is better. Like Jesus, they kind of look alike. They too, do, but they're like boring, handsome. But Greg Sestero is like the man. Greg rules. Greg does rule. That book's awesome. Greg, come on the podcast, please. I, I bet he would. I think so. We could get him. Let's try. Uh, so from there, all of a sudden, we just see a pair of legs walk by Claire and Mark into the house, and uh, <laughs> then, then Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then Mark and Claire walk in, and immediately Tim is like, Do you know some old guy with a briefcase? No. Well, well, there's some... Then why the fuck is he in my bathroom? Or something like that. But he... Oh my god, his manner of speaking. Tim is an all-time great character. All-time great. And then the door... The bathroom door opens in a slow-mo, beautiful shot. Best shot of the movie, honestly. Easily best And there's not a lot of good ones. No, 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 no. Uh, Bill Mosley uh, struts out wearing a powder blue suit akin to Dumb and Dumber, looking with teeth in very akin to Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. He is channeling Lloyd Christmas in this movie. 100%. I feel he was like, okay, I'm going to do this as if Lloyd Christmas thinks this is a good idea. He's like, I'm just going to be Jim Carrey for this role. It was incredible. And I loved every second he, he was on screen. far and away the best part All of this movie. eight minutes he was on screen. God, I'm so mad that he... <laughs> but he, he really... Without him, uh, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. No. At all. His name is Mr. Suitcase. His name is Mr. Suitcase. They don't say that. That is written in the credits, I believe. Yeah, but we can also just assume. He carries yeah. one around a lot. Filled, uh, with, filled with what? Razor blades. Lots and lots and lots of razor blades. Yeah, not, not like filled with. We mean filled with. And what he uh, then proceeds to do is take uh, Candace under his arm aggressively, but he's smiling and speaking pretty calmly the whole time. Even the way he sounds, sounds like Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> it is. The way he's moving, his manner is, like, it's... It's so impressive more than anything. I'm like, it has to be what he was going for. I, I love Bill Mosley as is. He's so good. He's so good at everything. This is just, this was just very fun to yes. see him do this. Uh, so the reason he's there, well, we don't know the reason he's there. There's no reason we're given. What he is there to do is ask each of them uh, who they hate. The most, and then he proceeds to cut his arm with a razor blade, and we are to then assume, not assume, we are then told, yeah. essentially, that uh, that person will die. Essentially, they are, like, cursed to yes. die. Like, they don't die immediately. Yeah, it just will happen yes. uh, soon. We're, we're given, like, a flash yep. of the person. And we saw cuts. in that, Candace said that she hated her ex-boyfriend, and that guy who got the knife through his mouth in the opening was her ex-boyfriend. So we saw that happen, meaning the beginning was a flash forward. I think so. But what's interesting is that it doesn't matter. It genuinely doesn't. Mister Suitcase, that's killing the people. No. So it, it's well, a, it's maybe a, it's a bit of a switcheroo. No, it's not. It's the guy with the zipper on his mask. Yeah, but maybe he's just a shapeshifter. Maybe we don't know anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. But I don't think he is. Yeah, no. Because it's kind of confusing. Because you you don't we're not see we don't see who 
does the actual killing. We just get this like eight minute clip of Mr. Suitcase. Cutting the shit out of his arm, getting it all over Candace's face. Essentially, those five people we mentioned earlier come to figure out what's going on with Mr. Mr. Suitcase yeah. there, and he asks each of them who they hate. They eventually say it, and then but Tim fucks it by Damn being a smartass. <laughs> Tim is an idiot. Everybody in the room. So then Bill Mosley cuts the Mr. Suitcase cuts the hell out of his arm. Cursing all of them in the room, all five. And he's like, oh, well, see you later. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. He said uh, like a little like weird greeting rhyme at, or exit oh, He rhyme sang a quick the... song. I wish I had... Uh, written it down. Written it down, but it's so weird. It was a little strange. That I loved it. Yeah, it was great. And then he kind of like bows and walks out, covered in blood. <laughs> and he's bunch gone of, from the movie. Bunch of cuts all over his arm yeah. and then never shows back up. And right when he left, it was like, that's it. That yeah. He's not coming we back. We knew. He's not coming back. He, he was paid seven hundred dollars for this, for for this one hour of shooting, and then left. They they purposefully shot this movie in his hometown so they wouldn't have to pay for his travel. No, I don't know. We don't we don't know. There's nothing to know about. Yeah, this movie. there's it, nothing to know. We're is, making all is, this up. It, we could probably reach out and get some information, but uh, we're not there yet. We don't have that that sway yet. That no, pull in that the industry. Swag. We might at this point by October. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's not that far away. No. Anyway. Who dies first after this? Because, really, the rest of the movie is it's, essentially... It's, uh, Candace. It's, <laughs> the rest of the movie kind of comes about as similar to, like, a Final Destination type movie, where mm-hmm. we are essentially told that all of these people are going to die. And it's just a matter of when and how. Yes. I and believe so it's Candace. Candace does die next. Her mom... No! Her mom. Yeah. Her mom is killed. But, um, <clears throat> the ex-boyfriend that gets... Uh, what did I write down? Mouth stabbed? Curb stomped. Remember the curb stomp happens before the Oh, that was... That... That was Candace's ex-boyfriend. No, that was, um... That was... Oh, it was that dude's neighbor. It was Mark's neighbor. Mark's neighbor, yep. That's right. It was Mark's neighbor is the next dude to die. So we see Mark him. Mark basically just complained... Like some... Mark complained about him and said, I just don't like the guy. I just don't like the guy. <laughs> and he's, the, he's, he's like some die. neighborhood drug dealer, and then we find out he has like the the most like playsetty looking meth lab that you've ever seen with like tinfoil lights. He's got like the volcanoes that you make in uh, ke- like at home chemistry. Sets. Yeah, like in first grade. Yeah, uh, is essentially his meth lab. Real Breaking Bad down there, and some like wannabe star actor I don't know that girl was like going on and on about something they were tweaking though they yeah. were they were doing coke or meth actually because it was a meth lab I assume I don't think they're making coke there. it's irrelevant because what we get here is a really nice uh kill yeah uh the first one, second uh, one. well second one but this is the gorier ones yes uh which is a well, at first, how does he? What does he do to him? He punches. <laughs> we get a, okay. There's a lot of Riccio in this movie. A lot of Riccio. Stuff. Like as far like as a lot. the kind of uh, like the, the shots of violence. Yeah, it's it's very silly, but in the same way, just like really enjoyable. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I, I don't know how to explain it. He so he's like leaning in a doorway, and the girl is like huddled, like scared, and then all of a sudden his arm just gets like punched. And you see, like, it snap back and the bones pop out. All the tendons and stuff. Yeah, it's gnarly. And then he falls on the ground, and it goes black. I think we're just essentially assuming that he passes out. Like, passes out. out. It's also cheap passing of time cuts. Uh, And then all of a sudden, it comes back into frame, and he's got his mouth on a cinder block in the basement. And this is a extended curb stomping scene. This is just how they uh, used to fill cavities back in the day, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he was doing in American History X. Oh. Oh. That's... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what does he do to the the girl? I, I don't think it ever shows. Does it not? I don't, I don't recall. I, I don't think it, it ever shows us. Okay. It's irrelevant. It is. Well, she wasn't. she wasn't slated to die. No, that's true. Oh, no, she did die because then we see Duncan, Dennis, Daniel, Devin, Devin uh, show up at Candace's work. Because he found all the dead. He found, he found the, the dead, dead bodies, bodies and, and took, took a picture of the dude, but he said, I wish I didn't run out of film. I would have shown you the chick. Right. Also, we need to know, Candace is the worst employee 
Oh, she just does a, a bunch of coke before she starts cleaning in the kitchen. But like, she makes a, a way larger. It looks like a cafeteria, and she makes like a way larger mess. Like she's sloshing water and knocking dishes over, jumping like standing on glass, Listen, countertops. Man, you gotta enjoy what you do. I mean, and fair if enough. If you gotta man. do it by doing coke, more power to her. You know. Also, one, you live by that. You don't go into work absolutely blitzed on coke. Dude, we just learned what Coke is. Yeah. I, what is Coke? What is it? What is it? It it makes me feel happy and you know we're t- strong. We're not talking about diet Coca Cola. Yeah, diet Coke gives me strength. Oh, God, Coke. as a diabetic. Oh my God. So Devin shows up, and it's kind of it's a very strange scene. There's, I think. Really, the we, we don't need to go through the, the story story. Well, I want to go a, through as much of it as we can because it hit, is about to hit a certain point where it's just nonsensical. It gets to a point where it's not even a turning point. Well, the pedophile thing. Like, once that comes in, you're like, you don't matter. He could have just been the boss. And then he dies. Because the pedophile thing actually already happened. We skipped over it. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. It was a weird, dumb joke. But that guy go, <laughs> what did he say before he closed the door on the pedophile? Oh, sh- oh, oh shit or something like that because he was just like what you're a pedophile oh he's like oh shit and then <laughs> oh the door. shit and like just close the door on his yeah, face yeah it's very that mean, was very funny but so so funny it's very dismissive but fuck him he's a pedophile one thing that we didn't mention that we should have mentioned to start is that uh, this is a Christmas movie technically oh yeah <laughs> we were a little disappointed about that because prior we were like oh we gotta figure out what we want to do for the holiday season and uh this would have we picked, fit. Who would have guessed that this would be a Christmas movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is. We set picked the wrong season. Damn it! But uh, yeah, so from here, who dies next? Because I think it's Candace. Candace, yes. Because she, we found out before she goes to her job that she lives with her mom, which then begs the question of how old are these people? All these people look like they're in their mid thirties. Yeah, but they're, I think they're playing like college age kids, Co- like young college yeah. age. But, like, some of them have a part... Like, I, I genuinely don't know, and it doesn't matter. No. So she goes home, and her mom is gutted on the floor. Just, there's guts, blood everywhere. Because she said she hated her mom. Because she said she hated her mom. I think, right? No. Somebody said she hated her mom. No, I think... Because um, he was like, yeah, that's so boring. No, because she said my ex. Anyway. Uh, the mom died because the the thing was there to get Candace. It's the same reason the girl died when the neighbor of Mark's... And the reason the pedophile died. And the reason the pedophile died later. he was trying to get to rob her. Exactly. So that, that's why the mom died. So the of, mom's there's, a of, there's a lot of casualties in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bloodshed. Yeah. Uh, Candace's immediate reaction to seeing her mom die is laughter. She's also coked up. And this is when it just goes, like, do people on coke do this? She starts laughing and playing in the blood and Send the guts. Send us some messages if you've done coke and have played many, around in the blood of your mom. Yeah, when you... <laughs> if that, you know, happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, every time you do coke and come home and find the blood of your mother all over the floor, as well as your mother all over the floor, uh, how many times have you laughed and played in it? Write us at uh, cellardwellerspod uh, pod at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know. Uh... But then almost immediately, uh, she gets snatched by the the non scene figure. Yet, yep. we then we get one of the it. one of the like more Ooh. more specifically gruesome Ooh. bits of the movie. I gotta say, everything prior to this in terms of the kills, I mentioned later, and it keeps up in terms of the style and a, and a handful of shots is very giallo, very Italian in nature in oh. terms of the, the gore and just style of cutting. A lot of those zooms. Only showing the hands and the zooms and the knife and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really well done in that respect. But here, we switch to just kind of just straight up gore. Yeah. This is what Anthropophagus wish, wish it, wishes it was. This whole movie is what we wish Anthropophagus was. True. Which is why, like, I, I definitely am happy I, I snagged this. The, sure. this. This happily will sit in the collection. Tell us what happens to Candace. So she's chained up somewhere. Doesn't matter. Is the first thing the uh, the fruit the fruit? Yes. So she <laughs> she's got her uh, hands chained up and her lay her ankles bound and uh, homeboy. It's such specific placement. He like Adam Wingard thought this through. Like okay, between like your middle toe and I guess. 
the non not the, the ring toe, <laughs> the equivalent of the ring finger, but the toe. Uh, in that area, he just he puts the knife and just slices down down the middle of, of her foot. foot through the toes. It's, it's, it's it is so specific and so gnarly. Yeah. It's so gnarly. It doesn't cut away, really. Kind of, but not. We see a lot of it. And then it, they just smash her head, which looks pretty fake. Which looks pretty fake, but it's still gnarly. Yes, yeah. for sure, for sure. But uh, the, Candace is dead. Candace is very, very dead. gone. No, no longer in the movie. R.I.P. Tiffany Shepis. I believe is how you pronounce her last name. I think so. Uh, she's in trauma movies. Yada yada. She. Yada. Acts like she is in a, tr- a lot of trouble yeah. movies. She, she she hams it up so well in this. Yeah, she she was committed to this. <laughs> also, real quick, if if you're listening to this and haven't seen any of the trauma films, there a lot of them are on Prime. Yeah. Watch watch one of them. If you're gonna watch one, watch Toxic Avenger. They're um, fun and <clears throat> super schlocky and like they are 80s. pretty. They are pretty vulgar though. Yes, they're actually very vulgar. Like incredibly. Vulgar. They're incredibly child. Like not even childish. Like that's that's below. It's trash. It's smut. Absolutely. It's a lot of nudity, a lot of dick and shit jokes, a lot of... A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I think it's a lot of fun. I have a great time. Uh, Hannah really wants... The only one that she's interested in seeing is uh, Poultry Geist, Rise of the Chicken Dead. Or Night of the Chicken Dead. Yeah, if that title gives you any hint, these movies are... It's a musical. They're very silly. I did not know it was a musical. It's a musical. Yeah, it's awesome. So So she essentially... Gone. Dead. Splat. Yes. So her prophecy is complete. Who's next? Who died? Uh, next is the the pedophile. <clears throat> That's true. Because we they're even, going for Robert. We don't even see him die. No, we but we see him split open. Yeah. Uh, because Mark and Robert work at a funeral home, apparently. For whatever reason. Yes, yeah. And then the pedophile dies there, and then they... They all meet up They together. all essentially meet up together, and Tim is like, we're gonna go see my uncle, who ends up being his dad. They say uncle... They reference it later. Mark references, like, your dad or your uncle, whatever. <laughs> Tim, start, Tim, for, Tim, they all meet up, and Tim is saying, we gotta go to my uncle's house. He's a he's a military, militia Paramilitary. Guy. Like, essentially a big bob. He's going well, back to... he's got some wonderful Confederate flags hanging up, we find. So, so he's he's just... A, essentially, he says these his uncle multiple shit. times. Yeah. And then they wind up going to his place. And he keeps calling him Pop. <laughs> Turns out maybe he's his dad. But then even his uncle dad calls him son. He's like, "You're my son." Well, your family. <laughs> what? It, I don't. It, I, we. It's so weird. And that's played by uh, uh, Jim Trawell or something like that. I can't recall. Uh, I feel like poop for forgetting Tom it. Towels. Tom Towels. <laughs> Jim Trawell. <laughs> Tom Towels. Uh, he was in. He's in a lot of stuff. He was Otis in uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial. If you've seen a lot of these kind of movies, Rob Zombie you, flicks, you will recognize this guy. He's the sheriff in uh, Devil's Rejects. Him and Bill Mosley have been in a few movies together. Yeah, he's unfortunately passed. Yep. Uh, 2015. Yep. Uh, he was only 65. Sad day. But uh, before that, they get uh, Robert drunk. Uh, Mark and Claire are wanting to go to the police. Also, what is their relationship? I know it doesn't matter because they don't flush it out, but... Did they just meet at the party? I don't understand. Like, it seems like they had a past, but it's never explained. I cannot tell you. Okay. So, because they constantly go from, like, she's mad at him because he ends up sleeping with uh, Candace. Candace before she Mark dies. Mark is an asshole. Mark is just a piece of <laughs> shit. All we through can't, and through. We can't stress that enough. We hate Mark. <laughs> uh, uh, so they all end up at Big Bob's house. We'll, at, call, we'll call him Big at, Bob. At Big Pop's house. Even though his name in IMDb is Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. Uh, uh, Devin calls him Johnny yeah. once. So we learned that. Or nice to see you, John. Uncle Johnny loves guns. Loves guns. Oh my god, that scene is annoying. <laughs> Honestly. Essentially, he they go to him so they can get guns to defend themselves from this killer that's coming after all of them. So... Uncle Johnny, it, like... They're all drunk, they're except all... for Mark and uh, uh, Claire. Yes. And uh, Uncle Johnny reveals this room of, of guns After and... a good chili dinner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, made, he made chili for everybody, and it just looks... Like well, shit. Looks like shit. It looks like diarrhea. It's disgusting looking. <laughs> and he's wearing an apron just covered in shit. It's very like, sloppy. Yeah. But in this room with all the guns... Of course we fucked on a Confederate flag. So much Confederate flags, yeah. like, of course. Whatever. Yeah, 
But what we're given is like five minutes of Tim, Devin, and Uncle Johnny just and Robert and Robert just dancing with guns, screaming like we're gonna get up, like pointing them at each other, like laughing. This is when it gets just nonsensical. Yeah, and like it was hard to follow before this, and now like it just makes no sense, and it all leads to Robert accidentally shooting Tim in the neck, which. He was he was asking for it. It was gonna happen. Yeah. So he falls to the ground, and then Johnny chases Tim with a machete. So there's that. That they leave. <clears throat> then uh, Devin all of a sudden is just like, "Well, you guys can't leave." He's holding a shotgun uh, up to Claire and Mark for no reason. Makes no sense why he would all of a sudden be like, "Well, Robert killed my friend, so now I need to kill you." Because he shoots Mark in the gut, right? And then. Well, before that happens, uh, Uncle Johnny runs to a, like, dungeon room. Apparently he's got a dungeon in his house. Yeah. This house looks tiny from the outside. This just makes no sense. And there's a creature feeding on Robert. Robert. And he goes, that's my kill. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? We are to assume, I think, that the the creature that's eating Robert has been this hooded has, zipped hooded has been the killer the, the whole, whole time. time they don't explicitly say that we don't know why he's like horribly disfigured we don't know why he's killing all of a sudden people. he's eating he's not yeah apparently he's a yeah. cannibal he's not ever mentioned in reference to Mr. Suitcase there's no no name for there's this no, thing there's no line connecting any of this yeah. together uh, and then he oh. I think we're missing the big the biggest uh, Riccio moment of the movie. Yeah, this is to Uncle Johnny, right? No, this, this to is Devin. to Devin. Okay, but he hasn't killed Uncle Johnny yet. I forget how Uncle Johnny does. I actually forgot that, too. Well, Uncle Johnny stabs him. And then he rips his head off. That's right. He just literally rips his head That's off. That's right. Uncle yeah. Johnny's head gets straight up ripped yeah. off. It's a decent and effect, but you see the line wait, immediately. Does he also get the axe chop to him? Is that when he gets split? I think it might be. I think I think this is correct. This is a idiot. no, or is that or no? Because Devin just falls. I don't know. Somebody gets split like down their neck, like through their entire torso with with an axe. With an axe, and it's really dope. Who had the axe? I don't no, remember. the axe was the kid, Claire's kid. Claire's when the guy that Claire named with the sunglasses. Oh, we forgot about that whole scene. He is, gets chopped. There like is that. no point in even talking about that scene because it's a irrelevant nonsense and b complete nonsense. Makes no sense. He gets cut down like that because yeah, uh, Uncle Johnny gets his head ripped off, and then Devin has arguably the coolest skill and straight up Riccio. Yeah. But punched, he, gets, he gets rickied so hard. <laughs> punched through the back of the head. Out the front. Straight <laughs> through the front of his head. Oh my god, it's so, it's fucking great. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. We, Loved we every both, second of it. Like, there was, a, there was a verbal reaction to that. Like, oh. Like, hell yeah. Okay. You went, that's gross. Because it was. Like, it, there were just, like, chunks. Oh, it was, it was, it was, for a movie that shouldn't have any, any good effects in it, this, it, this, yeah. it, it, it really delivers on that. For and sure. then uh, Claire gets Mark to a side bedroom, and all of a sudden, <laughs> this, more this is the most preposterous, nonsensical shit I have seen in a long time. And I watch a lot of weird YouTube videos. You enjoy you enjoy the weird stuff way and more this, than I do. This may this hurt my head trying to wrap around like what is going on. So Claire gets Mark into the side bedroom, and all of a sudden the threat's gone. Does not pursue them whatsoever <clears throat> for this entire sequence. Yes. And Mark is, you bitch, you bitch, don't touch me, fuck you, to get away from me. Why? And he's got an open wound on his stomach. He got shot he got with a shot shotgun. in the gut. Why is he all of a sudden so... Angry? And then he gets up, tries to, like, walk out of the bedroom. He's like, if you don't get out of my way, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. I'm going to leave here and never talk to you again. I think I think we can't... pushes past. We can't really analyze the character's motivations because they are so, like, poorly done that... Well, we don't understand their relationship whatsoever, so it just makes no fucking sense. And then she falls to the ground crying and then conveniently pulls a loaded shotgun out of the closet, out of nowhere. Really, like, completely out of nowhere. Walks out of the bedroom and shoots the monster in the face and it's dead. It's such an anticlimactic ending. Yeah. It it is... But, oh no, it doesn't end there. I know. (laughs) I know. 
<laughs> so that happens. And then she goes to Mark, who's now smiley about her being there. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. But he's, I guess he's like dying and hallucinating assume, or something. Yeah. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt sure. that that's the performance Mark. he chose to give. Uh, so that happens. And then all of a sudden, Tim is alive and shoots Mark in the head. And Which, he starts screaming, I lived! I lived. <laughs> it's the dude at the end of Cabin Fever. Oh my god! Straight up. It, essentially, this movie is a, is very similar to Cabin Fever, and a lot of the a lot of the weird ways. This is better. I would agree. Cabin Fever is more competently made, but this is I like this. <laughs> it's more, a better because fuck Eli Roth. We don't like Eli Roth. No, this, this is an anti Eli Roth podcast. Always. And then Tim gets shot by Claire and dies, and then she cries, and it freezes on her. And then it shows the monster's face again, and then it's the credits. There are a few things I hate more <laughs> than a movie ending on a freeze frame like that. It's the- Unless it's like a cool, sexy freeze frame. Describe to me what you mean. I don't know if there's like some cool stuff and it's like sexy. Like what? Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Does that, that, end that, on a, that, that ends on a freeze frame? frame? Yep. Harry riding uh, a Buckbeak? So yeah, pretty cool and sexy. That's exactly what I was thinking of, okay. so I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you picked that up. Thank you. That's where it ends. I'm 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 honestly mad about the ending now that I'm thinking about it <laughs> and processing it now. It's really dumb. Cuz cuz I I enjoyed the movie. I'm fine with abrupt endings, uh, but just so this just doesn't do no, like nothing happened. It's it's lazy for a movie that isn't lazy in everything that it does with its with its budget leading up yeah, to yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Like it's I, yeah. just it's just a lazy choice, I think. Yeah. It's because, like, the amount of effort that he put into each of the kills, like, put a little bit in the story, man. Yeah. Would you recommend it? Yeah. I think yeah. I think if you are a fan of, especially, like, a trauma movie, like, yeah. if, if you were a fan of, of more schlocky, like, silly horror comedy, almost. Practical effects. Yeah, uh, definitely horror comedy. This is this is not a heavy movie in no. any ways. It's going to make you laugh. The, the line readings are... Terrible. Hol- they're hilarious yeah. and terrible. So, so it's an entertaining movie, and it's not bad, like from a from like a made standpoint. No, it's, it's interesting. It's a first film, yeah. and so, you know, I would recommend it. I it think, for it's sure. it's it's a it's a noble effort, and obviously he got significantly better for a director that wound up going to do great things. Your next is so fucking good. Yeah, like I really love that movie, and I'm looking forward to Kong Godzilla. We'll see. I, I think he's a talented director, and it's cool going back and seeing what he had in him back in 2007 you know i mean nihilism yes a little bit we should also say he kind of comes from the that background of mumblecore Mumblecore movies that we love because there's a horror sect of that there Uh, is which which is one of yeah the few crossovers that (laughs) me and christian truly like have understand with each other we love mumblecore and we love horror and so the fact that there's a high west joe swanberg has thrown his hat into horror uh, the Duplasses with Baghead even in Creeper or Creep 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 they all of them love horror I think yeah and and love making super fucking cheap Ty movies. West acts in a lot of them he's honestly of them all I, sorry to them but Ty West is my man dude I, I fucking love House of the Devil Ty West is awesome uh, I think I'm more he's just made the, guy. he's made the least amount true Ty West I mean he's made I haven't seen like the Roost like his earlier shit. he's also done he was also doing a lot of those anthology stuff, right? Like yeah, yeah. He was, he in, was in ABC's of Death as well. Did, did he do VHS as well? I think he may have acted. I don't know. I think he, they're all a part of it. They're all just buddies. Like Joe Swanberg even co-wrote that new Dave Franco movie, The Rental. I did not know that. Yeah, Swanberg co-wrote That's that really him. cool. So yeah. Basically, like, these are all writers and filmmakers that we really like, mm-hmm. and so getting to kind of see them... Joe Swanberg's show on Netflix was awesome. I, I did love I it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Marin... Love my boy. They're all just really talented and yeah. and able to tell really good stories. And, I and you can see this was passionately made for sure. Every actor in this was all in. Yes. They weren't doing a good job, but they were all in. You might say it, who was the other actor that you thought was good? Was it Claire? No, it was okay. uh, Tom Towles. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Those he, are the only two, they're, and they're the only two real actors that Tiffany Shepis. That is true. That is true. But nobody else went on to do other shit. Really. Most of the actors, this was their only movie, yep. which is they, they were probably friends of the writer or director. Because yeah. the uh, Wingard did not write this. No. El Cats, Cates, Cats. Well, I work for a company and it's pronounced Cates, oh, and well, it's spelled com- that way. Your company is pronouncing it wrong. Okay, fair enough. It 
is almost a little bit like how Gummo was with, with the oh, acting, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like, you know most of these people aren't really actors, yep. and it kind of have, has that same feel a little bit. You can totally feel it, and especially with Tim. It's Tim's performance is... there. He's the red of the movie, because he's the only one that gets back up. That is true. He gets shot right in the neck. Right in the neck, and then gets, gets back, back up. up. Yep. Uh, so he because he's the only one that does that, he's the red of the movie. He wins the red the red award. And honestly, I'd want to give it to him because uh, he made us laugh the most. He also has uh, braces on his bottom teeth. which is, I did not notice that. I noticed it, and I thought it was hilarious. I wish you had pointed that out. I it's very it. subtle. I, was, I would honestly rewatch the opening of this, the until Bill Mosley leaves. Yes, again, like right now, I'm, Bill Mosley's the best part of this movie, but Tim Tim's the glue that kept I'm the film. Together. Mostly just angry that Bill Mosley isn't in it the whole for the time whole movie because it's such a tease. Because he could have just popped up. Like, there's so much he could have done with this. It could have made the story better if he yeah. pops back, but it, he just has a little segment, a, little, a cameo, essentially. More yeah. than anything. Oh, what a great one. But, you know, we understand budget stuff. Like, if you're making a movie on no budget, like... You He's got, fun on Twitter. You got a... Bill Mosley is? Yeah. Oh. You should follow him. I might. My friend Lenny, Lenwood Crumb, follows him. I'm gonna report Lenwood Crumb. Don't report Lenwood Crumb. As should you. Don't report Lenwood Crumb. He has done nothing. He has done nothing but tell his truth. Yet. Future crimes? Minority report. What are we doing next week? The end of spooky season? We're ending on a high note. We're ending on a very high note. On, maybe maybe the best note that we could end on. God, I love this fucking movie. A movie that we both love so, so much, and that means a lot to us in a lot of ways. Uh, Green Room. God, I love it. So fucking good. I have actually, I'll save it for the episode, but I have a, uh, I was at a weird time in my life when I saw this movie. Interesting. Yeah. I probably wasn't. No, you've had a pretty good one. Good Life? Yeah. The Good Life of Zach and Cody. That's what it's we need to get them on the podcast. <laughs> the, Zach uh, and Cody. Uh, oh, I can't remember their names. The, <laughs> the boys. The boys. Yeah, you know, the boys. The Spruce Twins. Sprouse Twins. Spruce Twins. Spruce. <laughs> we need to get them on here and only call them as the Spruce. Spruce 1 and Spruce 2. Cole Spruce and Dylan Spruce. <laughs> C Spruce and D Spruce. That's just a, uh, a Between Two Ferns segment. <laughs> Calling them Spruce. The Spruce Twins. Uh, they have nothing to do with Green Room, but uh, Green Room is... God, it's so good. R.I.P. Anton, Anton Yelchin. He's the best. He it's going to so be a good. fun movie. This yeah. is a fun movie because we didn't know what to expect. No, anything. And, and the next one, we know exactly what to expect, and I haven't watched it in probably about two years. It's been a few years for me, too, yeah. so... This will be this will be a good one for us, and and it's just we, a, it's a good movie to talk about. It's too. like the most punk movie. If you haven't seen it, it's streaming on a few places, actually. You can right find now. it... It's very Definitely. accessible. Yes. Um, uh, it's violent. Uh, very violent. It's intense. It's intense. It's very stressful. You know what? Let's save it. Check it out. Check out our next episode. For next green. week. Yeah. We'll be back. 9 a.m. Sunday church time. Sunday church time. 9 a.m. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, Cellar Dwellers, Cellar Dwellers Podcast. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram. I'm starting to post more, so if you want to help me go viral, I'm trying to be famous. I'm trying to be an influencer. I'm trying to get on TikTok. I'm not trying to get on TikTok. He goes by Colby Jack, the Jack, uh, the Big Mac Jack on all of the platforms. No, it's uh, Colby Jack the Ripper. Ooh. Isn't that cool and gnarly? No, that it's not. Cool. It's just Colby McHugh. But I'm Dad's day out. If I wanted to recreate a new Instagram account, I would be I would call it Colby Jack the Ripper. <laughs> what would mine be? I don't care. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Later.